I always say there's there's the there's the three A's. There's the acknowledgement that yes, you are indeed on stolen native land. There's the acceptance. Do you accept that? And then the, what's the action? What's the action afterward? Buju Ani, and welcome to Native Lights where Indigenous Voices Shine. I'm your host, Cole Primo. And I'm your other host, Leah Lem. Miigwech for joining us. Native Lights is more than a podcast and radio show. At its core, it's a place for Native folks to tell their stories. And every week, we have captivating conversations with great guests from a whole bunch of different backgrounds. And we talk to our guests about their gifts and how they share those gifts with their community And it really centers around the big point of purpose in our lives. And again, we're back. Cole, my brother, amplifying Native voices today. How are you doing? I'm doing great. You know, uh, we are, as of this recording, you know, kind of hitting the fall season. Fall colors are happening. um, And a lot of work is coming in. A lot of uh, good coverage of of Native communities. And I, I can't wait to to just dive on in, you know, we had a little bit of a lull, uh, in, you know, in the past few weeks, but, you know, diving right back in. Can't wait. How are you doing? Oh yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. You know, what is your ringtone on your phone? A buzzing sound. <laughs> because I actually usually just have it on you vibrate. That's it. So you don't even Otherwise, know what your ringtone is? R2D2 sometimes for uh, text message sound. How okay. are you? What do you got? Okay. I have a, a little Halloween theme. Um, a little uh, Exorcist movie theme coming through in honor of the spooky month of October, which I love, 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 love. Oh, I, I'm right there with you. Uh, I just watched a home invasion movie with aliens, basically, and it gave me nightmares, admittedly. But I love it. I still love it. It's called <laughs> it No One good. Will Save You. It's basically like, it starts out as like kind of a home invasion, creepy stuff. And then it kind of, you know, uh, snowballs from there a little bit. It's, sure. It's well, when October 1st hit, I sat down and watched The Ring for the second time since <laughs> I watched it the first time like 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a scary one. It is it's almost not as scary. scary. Did you know The culture. Ring is rated PG-13? What? Yeah. <sighs> not nearly as scary as you think. <laughs> but, yeah, we put up some Halloween decorations, a little yeah. fake uh, skeleton on the bench in front of our kitchen door. We're ready to go. Love it. I usually try to get at least a couple pumpkins out, you know, <laughs> set the mood. <laughs> but anyways... To today's guest, um, actually, we were on the same page when we came when it comes to this uh, this particular uh, topic that we're addressing today. Uh, I saw this play that's coming out, and I had to text you right away because it it just so relevant to us. It's it's a play about the Native American community, uh, the cultural corridor on Franklin Avenue. And it's coming out in the Guthrie, and of course we'll get into it. But I had to text you about it, and you're like, "Yeah, I'm a, I'm down. We're doing it. We're Absolutely. going. Let's go." And <laughs> so, and I can't wait to get into that and all that. But let's just dive in. Uh, our guest today is Adrian Zamiga January. 
Adrian is a citizen of the Oglala Lakota Nation, and she's been creating and performing in the Twin Cities for over a decade, working with such theater companies as New Native Theater, Turtle Theater Collective, and the Guthrie Theater, and many others. This fall, she's making her Guthrie debut on stage for For the People, which is billed as a world premiere comedy by Native Voices, with a story set in the Minneapolis Native community, as I mentioned. Adrian is also a member of the Guthrie Theater's Native Advisory Council, which works to help decolonize spaces and opens doors for Indigenous performers and creators. Plus, she's a designer of You Are on Native Land artwork, available in the Guthrie store. So a lot to dive into, and I can't wait. Uh, so here she is. Boujou, Adrian. My name is Adrian Zimaga January. Lakota name is Nape Washtewi, and I'm joining you from West St. Paul, Minnesota. Um, how's the family doing? How are you doing? A little tired. We're just starting Tech Week for with for the people. It was our first time up on the stage to see what our set looked like and everything. It was a little emotional, just to the feeling of being in a space where this many of us, as far as Native people, haven't haven't been for a full production like this. Um, and the, just how beautiful it is. It was just, yeah, it was a lot. So today is Equity Day and everybody has today off, but I do not. I, my full-time job is I'm a I'm the senior marketing specialist for Llewellyn Worldwide in Woodbury, Minnesota. So I went into there today, but today was pretty slack day. They just had me decorate for Halloween and why not? Yeah, sure. Yes, that <laughs> is the topic today. <laughs> yeah, she was, Leo was just talking about setting up the Halloween decoration. But so you brought up for the people, of course. So let's just get into it. You know, um, could you talk to us how you came uh, into that uh, that show? Like, how did you become a part of that? Uh, Loressa Fastsource and Taita Foa have been writing this show, I believe, for I sense I I, I believe it's even since pre-pandemic talking with people within that Franklin Avenue neighborhood or Minnesota natives in general about what kind of production that they would like to see on the stage at the Guthrie Theater. And I mean, a lot of it was, of course, native humor. That was the big thing. So this is a comedy. How I became involved was Ty and Larissa did a variety type of production at the Guthrie on the stage. It was a one-day event back in 2019 called uh, stories from the drum. And then back in 2017, they had done um, Mini Wichoni. I was not a part of that, of Mini Wichoni, but I was part of stories from the drum. That was my initial meeting. That was my initial, I believe, networking and people, you know, getting to know, oh my goodness, not just myself, but within the Twin Cities and in, in Minnesota in general, how many Native people are involved in theater or theater production. And we're just waiting for these opportunities like like this to be able to be on a big stage at the Guthrie. Can you give us an overview of what the play is about? Yeah, so the play is about a young woman, April Dakota, who has moved back into her community on Franklin Avenue. She's trying to start a wellness center, and she's looking for support financially from the, the community task force. So. This is something that's, uh, I, I'm going to, I laugh at some of the things that happen in this because I'm like, people are going to turn to each other and go, is there a really an urban, all nations, hybrid, intertribal Franklin Avenue task force? Does that really exist? Which it does not. But 
if anybody has ever, you know, been a part of or know somebody that's been a part of, say, a tribal council or a like I, I think of like my Aunt Caroline when she was head of tribal chairman's health board and it was South Dakota, North Dakota, Nebraska, like these type of people, this a group of people like this where it's community members. Uh, you get all different types of characters. It's funny. At times it's trying. As I, I play commissioner Bobby Gray. So as a commissioner, my goal is to keep everyone on task and focused. So the the synopsis of the play is we're trying to figure out what we're what we have to get rid of this grant money, but we can't just have it go to just anything. So it's mainly about April coming home and, and reconnecting with her her community. I love it. Um, and it something that just jumped out at, at me right away is just I don't think I've ever heard of anything at the Guthrie or just like a, a bigger theater of that sort that would represent, you know, the Minneapolis Native community. So what is it like just being a part of the significance of this, you know, coming to a bigger stage like Guthrie? Well, coming off of Stories from the Drum with Ty and Larissa, the community engagement director at the time who was just hired, Rebecca Noon, uh, they believed the Guthrie needed kind of like their own. It, it's kind of funny. When, when, you, when you're talking about for the people in the task force, <laughs> like the, Na- the Native Advisory Council at the Guthrie, that the Guthrie needed something like that. The Guthrie needed people that were natives from the community who were artists, who were community members, who were driven to push community forward and into the Guthrie. Not necessarily just on stage, but into that space. You look at that entire area down by the Mississippi River there, that's all Dakota land. And you look at the populations of Native people in the Twin Cities, why aren't we down there? Why aren't there more of our stories told on the stage? I've been to plenty of productions at the Guthrie that have stories um, from an immigrant's uh, point of view or an immigrant story. Lovely, wonderful, but what about our stories? And we have, I mean, how many playwrights, native playwrights do we have in the Twin Cities? How many, how many theater companies do we have in the Twin Cities? So it was important that we put this group together. We start offering classes. Uh, Isabella Star LeBlanc, Ernest Briggs, Marcy Rendon, they all at some point in time have offered and, and had classes that were free to native community members at the Guthrie Theater. We've done outreach, uh, bringing people in to the space. We want them to feel comfortable. The Guthrie right now is looking at doing some restructuring of, of, of the inside of the building to make that feel more comfortable to people of the community. Because right now, I think if we all think about what the audience looks like in a big theater like that, they don't look like us. Their majority of them are going to be um, older white. American people who are soon not going to be filling those seats. They're at an age demographic where that's going to stop dropping off. What's going to be there? Who's going to be there? And for me, as a native native artist and a uh, native actor in the Twin Cities, of course, I want to see our stories on the stage. Our, we have heartfelt stories. We have funny stories. I want to see more of that on the stage. You're listening to Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine. Native Lights is produced by Minnesota Native News and Ampers with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. 
Today, we're speaking with Adrian Zamiga January, an Oglala Lakota Nation citizen who has been creating and performing in the Twin Cities theater community for over a decade. This fall, she's making her Guthrie debut on stage in For the People, billed as a world premiere comedy by Native Voices with a story set in the Minneapolis Native community. Do you have details on how this production is being done differently than usual productions at the Guthrie? Oh, yes. Uh, Even our opening on our first rehearsal, Ty, Larissa, the Guthrie's community engagement made sure that we all were in a room together in a circle. So where we're all facing one another, we opened it up to anybody who would want to, to be a part of, of smudging and offering, you know, prayers to the space or good thoughts to the space, to the, to themselves. From then, even us, just as a cast, we have, you know, asked if we could, you know, take a pause and smudge. It feels more like family than like, this is a job. You don't often get that with other productions and other spaces, other people. And how about for the community then? Uh, You mentioned making things a bit more comfortable for Native folks coming in to experience the Guthrie. Oh, yes. How is that different? Within our community, people come and go as they want to. Being told as Native people, you know, that you can't go in because the production has started or you can't leave because of that's not going to be. That's a colonizing type of way of keeping people in a in a space that I know that we don't want there. We want it, we want it to feel like community. We want we want community to feel that they're welcome to be there. Um, there's some events on opening night. I know we were hoping to get. I haven't heard for sure if that's all been confirmed, but we wanted to get like trickster tacos out front. We want to have a a community um, people of the community being able to get together with us after the opening night. Because we want them to feel that being able to be around us and being in that space is just as much their glory as it is any of ours. We want them to feel that they're a part of that. There was a lot of community outreach going into even developing this this script. And even now, last last week, we had a a Native elder come in and sit during one of our run-throughs just because we wanted to make sure, you know, want to make sure that we're honoring the community. And even though it's a comedy, we want to make sure that people really feel that this story is something that is respectable. It's something that it's identifiable and it's something that's all of ours as a community. And speaking of native elders, there's a a special for native elders, right? Like Mm -hmm. when it comes to tickets. Yes, there are, there are codes. They're free. Lots of codes out there. So use the codes. Use those codes. Come see it. You can find that on the Guthrie website, guthriethater.org. Yes. And I know, like on Facebook, a lot of us have been reposting, reposting. Got The Guthrie's Facebook always has a lot of things on it as well. You're listening to Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine. Native Lights is produced by Minnesota Native News and Ampers with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Today, we're speaking with Adrian Zimiga-January, an Oglala Lakota Nation citizen who has been creating and performing in the Twin Cities theater community for over a decade. This fall, she's making her Guthrie debut on stage in For the People, billed as a world premiere comedy by Native Voices, with a story set in the Minneapolis Native community. I know you talked about the Native Advisory Council a bit uh, and its mission, but could we just 
get a little bit more background, like what sparked that whole thing? Like when was that deemed, you know, a priority and, and just how it all began? I don't know for if I, for sure, but to me, it seemed like it sparked after stories from the drum. When at just that one event where we had all these native stories being told on the stage, it seemed important that the Guthrie had, was, had just put together their land acknowledgement and it seemed like it, there needed to be more, especially when you look at how many business or how many places do you see putting together land acknowledgements? But where's the reparation? Where's the give back to community? I, I always say there's, there's, the, there's the three A's. There's the acknowledgement that, yes, you are indeed on stolen native land. There's the acceptance. Do you accept that? And then the, what's the action? What's the action afterward? So I believe part of that was putting this advisory council together so we had people in place or there were people in place to start some of these, these workshops we've, we've done uh, to start some of our outreach we've done through the Native Advisory Council right after the pandemic with Heidi Schreck's What the Constitution Means to Me. It, it was on stage um, and we had some concerns about that because, because for one, at the time, we had formed, and I think we were meeting for almost two years, and well, one year and then the pandemic kicked, but we hit, but we were still providing classes through Zoom online at that time with the Native Advisory Council. So getting back into the theater and then a production like What the Constitution Means to Me, it's a great story. It's one, it's a wonderful story about a white woman's uh, perspective of how the constitution has completely left out women, but it also left out, I mean, we were merciless and natives are savages, correct? Right. That's, that's what they said about us in the constitution. So we, at that, we thought that was a good place or a good point to make that, that we are still here, that perhaps um, there needs to be a, a focus on what we are as a native advisory council for the Guthrie. Uh, release a press release as to what we've been doing, and the other thing was, we as a as a as a group talked about what was what was something we could do or put together that would kind of bring attention to people or theater growers who were going to this production and make an impact. So um, it was Rebecca Noon, myself. Uh, Oliver Butler, who was the director of, of the production that was here, and the playwright Heidi Shrek. And we met via Zoom to discuss what we could possibly do. And what we came up with is I designed a, a small sticker that says, you are on native land. And we put those on every single constitution that was handed out during that production run. So it was kind of neat to sit in the audience and see that and see people's reaction, because you did have a mixed reaction. At the end of Heidi's play, what it was about is as a, as a young girl, she did constitutional debates in high school, because it was a way to make money to go to college. As she got older, being so knowledgeable about the Constitution, her thoughts on it completely started to change as she got older. Our Constitution in the United States is one of the oldest in the world. Because most constitutions change with its people, and ours does not. Ours is still set, was set up by a bunch of old white men 
<laughs> and we're we're still being we're still being ruled under under that that precedence of of what they set. We haven't we haven't updated our constitution to fit our society. We haven't updated it for people of color. We haven't updated it for uh, other people who have their civil liberties tram- you know trampled upon, like uh, gay people, trans people, bi people. We 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 haven't we haven't done that as 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 a nation, and we need to. We should. So the, the, at the end of her play, there's a she debates the character of, of her debates a young person of color or a young trans person, and at the end of the play. They do a vote to see if you should, we should keep the constitution as is or abolish it. It was pretty neat to see that, to see how people would vote. And we went to it a couple times to see. And like when you had an older, <laughs> older crowd there, that's what they knew. They want, they wanted to keep the constitution. Younger people, no, they're ready for these changes. They're, they're ready for a society that you, and, and with, with, uh, uh, a constitution that includes them. So with that one little sticker, it was kind of neat to see people's reactions. From there, we developed, as the council, we were talking about, oh, we should make t-shirts. We should do this. We should do that. So that as a council together, we decided, what if we put these on t-shirts and we sell them in the Guthrie gift shop? But every single penny of the proceeds, 100%, goes to a native organization in the Twin Cities of our choice. So our first year, we, we chose Ikitoan. That's um, Sharon Day's uh, organization for youth. And this past year, we chose the American Indian Center. So we've got, there's various products that have, have the logo on it. You buy it, all of those proceeds go to the American Indian Center. Yeah, we were definitely going to ask you about <laughs> about all of that because we wanted to talk yeah could you talk about more of the designs that you feature on the Guthrie store because it's it's not just a sticker right there is a sticker there's a patch there's a bag a coaster t-shirts oh they're lapel pens but every single mm-hmm. one of those items every time it, it that's sold our our mission our goal is that every time anyone ever sees that they know someone is supporting our native community one hundred percent supporting our native community. Mm-hmm. Every that's single right on penny. the Guthrie store. Yeah, and that's right on the Guthrie store. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. How do you feel acting and doing this work in the Twin Cities? How does it make you feel to be able to do this for Native communities and do this sort of work? I love it. it for me personally, it gives me a sense of um, empowerment. It's really a creative outlet for me that I don't know how to explain it. And if, unless, you know, unless you've been in that position where you, I feel like I'm very creative in a lot of different arenas. This is something that I get to become another person at times. I get to, yeah, yeah showcase other skills that people may have no idea that I have. Um, for me, I just keep always hoping that there's there's people in the crowd, whether they're older or younger, that go, "Hey, I could do that," or "Hey, mm-hmm. I, you know, I've 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 done that before. I I I would love to be a part of that." I, that's what I w- really would love to see coming out of anything that I'm working on or anything that I'm doing. I always wanted to see more Native people or more Native representation, and then as I got older and you 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 found out that 
oh, that person wasn't even native or that person wasn't. And you're like, oh, really? Really? Well, one person that I looked up to a lot as a kid who was in big, you know, movies was Wes Studi. And you are in the same cast with Wes Studi. I, I would be remiss not to bring it up. How's that like? How's it like, you know, working with him? And, and then on top of that, just the rest of the cast. Wes is a gem. Mm-hmm. Him and Sherry Foster Blake, two of the kindest people I've ever met. Very gracious, very, yeah, yeah. Wes is, he's funny. He is so funny. Like I, I, I said to, to Ernest Briggs the other day, I said, you know what? Wes is at this point in the game where Wes gets to just be Wes. Like his <laughs> Uncle Bucky and, and Reservation Dogs. And he, yeah, he's quick witted. He's, yeah, it's, it's amazing. We were sitting <laughs> a couple of times, Ernest and I had these, we were sitting there having, we were having lunch one day. Um, I had some Minnesota wild rice that I had, had received from Carrie Day Aspinwall. I'd made some buffalo jerky and gave it to her and she gave me wild rice. I'm like, see, that's what you do as an Anishinaabe and a Lakota person is you trade. So <laughs> I took that, I made a wild rice salad. I brought it to, to uh, one of our rehearsals and, and Wes and Ernest, myself, Sarah, we went upstairs and we just sat and ate wild rice together. And Wes was like, this is one of the best things I've had since I've been here. This is delicious. Can I take some home? Sure. And then afterwards, Ernest and I sat there going, we just had a lunch with Wes Studi. <laughs> he really liked my wild rice salad. Oh, my goodness. Whoa. Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah. In the moment when I'm right there with him, I don't, you know. I, I look at him as a as a he's a one of our native young elder icons. I say young elder because I mean you you could Google and see how old he is, but he does not seem that old. Oh man, you got <laughs> you got bragging rights with that wild rice dish. That's yeah. great. So you know, is, is there anything else we should ask? Is there anything you'd like us to touch on uh, that we haven't gotten to? Yeah, I'm, I, I guess one thing I'd like to say is uh, the Native Advisory Council for the Guthrie Theater, I, I still think of as being pretty new. Uh, Roya Taylor was on and and has has stepped down. So has Marcy stepped down and we have two new members, Sarah Juarez-Palatsky. I might be butchering your name, Sarah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, Sequoia Hawk, they stepped on, on as well. Um, we're not done. Like I, I keep I keep telling everybody this when we talk about for the people is like for the people is not the pinnacle. For the people is just another step. Because it can't be three years, four years, two years, one year before we see another native production on the stage at the Guthrie. Awesome. Yeah. Adrian Zimiga January. How talented is she? I appreciate so much people willing to get out on stage and perform for a bunch of people. It takes courage and vulnerability and some comedy too. I, yeah, I know. I, I can't wait uh, to check this out. 
hear all the name drops of iconic places. Oh yeah. Around Franklin Avenue, I heard that there's going to be a, a, at least a, at least a few. So um, it'll be nice to just point and be like, "Yeah, I know that. I know that." <laughs> <laughs> That's an in joke. <laughs> but it's really really great hearing from Adrian. So miigwech to her. I'm Co Primo. And I'm Leah Lem. Miigwech for listening. Kikwabamin. Native Lights, Where Indigenous Voices Shine, is produced by Minnesota Native News and Ampers with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund.